Jesus gives a parable and he says, a farmer went out and he started to sow seed. And in the explanation he says, the seed is the word. Now, you see, this farmer is not an apartheid era farmer. This is the farmer that comes down from heaven. Which means that the seed he's holding is heavenly. It's a holy seed. And then he says, the seed fell on pathway. Another fell on rocky. Another fell on thorny. Another fell on good soil. And he says, the one that fell on rocky or, or pathway, the birds came and ate up the seed. One that fell on rock, it sprouted. Then the sun comes, and as the sun rose, the heat of the sun started to wither the, the plant, the small sprig that broke through. And he says it withers. And then he continues to say, then others fell on thorny soil, and the thorns choked the plants. Are we there? And the other fell on good soil. And the good soil produced a, multi a multitude of crop. He then explains. Now, before I go to the explanation. At every one stage of our lives, our hearts are a manifestation of the four soils. Are you with me? The question is, which of the four soils is in abundance? I wanted to bring some balloons, four balloons and blow them. Different colored balloons and each balloon represents a, a type of a soil. And you decide which balloon is the biggest and which one is the smallest. Two, pathway soil is trampled soil. Meaning you've walked on it and you've trampled it. It means it has been compacted as a result of the action of walking. It, there's, there's no soil that just becomes pathway. It is made pathway. So a pathway patch of soil in my heart was made. Not by the devil. By man. Either me or someone else. But someone trampled my heart. Or I trampled my own heart. And the result was the creation of a pathway soil. And allow me to borrow from what you said, Mama, in your testimony. That was your heart being trampled. That is why you could not understand. 
And in the explanation, the Bible says, the trampled heart is that one where the word is given and the one does not understand. And then the birds come. Why do the birds come? Because the seed is there. You can't blame the bird. Hi, Bo. You can't blame? Any bird will fly and come to the ground and look for seed. The problem with us Christians is the following. We fight the birds. You don't fight the bird. You will exhaust yourself. Dig the ground. Put the seed under the ground. You've solved the bird. I I wish my Zulu could come. Voza, Zulu man, Voza. Jesus. Shaya mubuona man. Oh, shaya. Fagapiki man. Loosen the soil. And some soil has been so hardly trampled, it does not take one hit. It takes a multiple of times. You are not preoccupied with the bird. You are preoccupied with your heart. We have been taught to fight birds. Ignore our hearts. You are going to exhaust yourself because every time you come to the bird, it flies away and lands somewhere else. You see, that's why I, I don't bind. Because you can't bind a bird. Shapa mubu until mubu oba loose. Faga seed under the soil. Sorted the bird. Don't care which bird comes, it will not find seed because the seed has been hidden under the soil. I've solved my bird problem. So, now we saw where you are having a pathway problem. And we are making you focus on the bird so that you can rely on us. Come here, I'll sort out your bird. Just a friendly reminder. The laying on of hands does not cultivate the heart. The cultivation of a heart is a different process. And at times the soil is so hard, it does, it, it beats a pig and it breaks a pig. And you must get a ganda ganda. Are you with me? So leave the bird in your prayers. Leave the bird. Let it fly. It was created to fly. And it feeds on seed. You are asking the bird to stop doing what it was naturally instincted to do. You are wasting your time. 
focus on the pathway. Rather say, Lord, reveal to me the pathway patches of my heart. Those things that were trampled over time. The utterances of man in what they said were not dumb cop. You heard so much dumb cop in Lesiro Primary School. Elias now thinks he's a dumb cop. You see, that's the trampling of the heart. It's a pathway soil. You can't even think beyond dumb cop. It must be cultivated. And the cultivation of the heart is not a man intervention. It is a Holy Spirit intervention. And it is not a tool. You don't need psychology to tool it. You need the word. The word is the tool that engages the ground. In our earth moving language, they call it a ground engagement tool, G-E-T. It engages the ground. It's the word. So, an apostle Vanda would say, Number two, there's rock there. Note, you see, you have to, you have to tap into Jesus' thinking. Let me go back to the rock, to the, to the pathway. Why does he choose a bird and call the bird an evil one? Don't create your own bird. Follow the man's mindset. Why did he choose to use a bird? He could have said a mice. But he specifically chose a bird, an animal of the air. There's a reason for him choosing a bird. And for you to find the reason why he chose a bird, you must go to Hosea chapter 7, where God says, Ephraim is like a dove. She is senseless and easily deceived. Which means that a bird's natural, in a bird's natural instinct is that of ease of deception and senselessness. That's why he chose to use a bird. You can trace a, a bird today with fagim or taste it. Release it. You're going to catch it again tomorrow because it's senseless. It's easily, it just never learns. Maremotons and trepa every day. MC, they said I must finish at two. Lunch will be at two. Okay. Come back to the to the rock soil. How does rock form? Note, pathway is formed by walking. Rock is not formed by walking. There has to be a geological event to transform loose soil into a lump of rock. <laughs> what geological, what event that is of a geological magnitude happened in your life that formed the rock? Something happened. Your, you were not born with a, with a rocky soiled heart. 
it got formed. People did not trample it. There's a particular event of a geological magnitude that resulted in that which was loose soil to lump up and become rock. If it's still necessary to know. In my opinion, not the word, opinion, it's not necessary to know. What's necessary to know is that, Lord, it's there, I can't do much about it. Remove the soil. Yeah. I mean, remove the rock. Yeah. That's all that I'm interested in. My focus in getting to good soil. How the, the, the stone was formed, look, I am 53 years old. I'm no longer interested in knowing how it was formed. I've got, um, yeah, no, there's very little time to go forward. I focus on good soil. Get it out. Maybe a 17-year-old can still deliberate. Kanjani. Two. He says, when the rock forms, the soil becomes shallow. Note, the soil becomes? And then he says, there's lack of moisture. Meaning what? Because the soil is shallow as, because, because the quantity of the soil is little by ratio as compared to the stone, the soil is shallow. And when you put water, it cannot retain moisture. The issue is not the seed. Nothing wrong with the seed. The issue is where the seed lands. Are you with me? Now, it has landed on the soil, rocky soil, right? It has found a patch of soil. It sprouts, meaning it, re it germinates, releases the root system, and then it breaks through the soil, it sprouts. Are you with me? Jesus then says, yeah, you see, that one that sprouted, that germinated and then sprouted, is like that Christian who says, yeah, I hear the Lord. I, I hear the Lord. When the word is given to them, they are joyful. They receive it with? Yeah. Sing this year. Yeah, sing this year. Sing this year. Sing this year. Then Jesus says, no, it's fine, it's fine. Let the sun rise. The sun, and he explains, he says, you see, the sun starts to wither the plant. Again, why does he use the sun? He doesn't say the moon. He says the? He's mentioning a natural part of creation. Just like the bird. He chooses to use the? And guess what? The sun rises in there. And it sets it. And it rises again tomorrow. And it sets it. And it rises again tomorrow. And it said, said, you can fight the sun for all you care. It's coming tomorrow. 
you can bind the sun. Hey, Ilang. And they are going to bind. No problem. Guess what? How many times, it doesn't matter how many times you bind the sun, it is still moving. Bindy, bindy, or no bindy. Yashaya <laughs> 12. And he explains, he says, the sun is your transcend which come because of the yeah, it comes because of the word. It doesn't come because of the devil. The fact that the word was given to you, the sun must rise. You can't wish it away. Two. When the sun rises, meaning what? When your trials and tribulations rise in your life, the sun seeks to reveal the condition of the plant. It's not personal. It simply shows you are not rooted. Continue in the song that you always sing when you say, From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same. Jesus. Jesus is worthy. Meaning what? From the rising of your trial and tribulation unto the going down of your trial and tribulation, Jesus is worthy. We bind our trials and tribulations. We don't use them as a divine geological tool. You know those people who search for whatever in the ground? They have that machine, right? And they are listening and it will go boom, boom. If it hits something, it will go. That's what the trial and tribulation is meant to be in your life. It's not meant for evil. It's meant to reveal the fact that you are not rooted. The reason why you're not rooted, there are stones in the heart. Sort out the stones. Ask Brajob. Larry, five o'clock. Ah. Yeah, Shabbat 12. <laughs> when the sun was at 12 o'clock, man, everything had gone, including seven children. Bah! Job had a choice. You can either bind the devil or go back to your maker. Because after all, it's the maker who told Satan to do it. So if you bind Satan, you are against your maker's command. The maker said, I am giving him into your hands. Namudi. Ya 
the, the sun was about to set. And the wife said, I curse your God and die. Mosadiwa I do. Until death do us part. She said, curse your God and die. And it was like, ooh, I know. The trial, it, it's happened. The funeral has happened. It's out. Oh, tomorrow the sun rose again. This time in his body. In his In the last chapter of Job, Job says, I heard about him, but now I have seen him. Hello? I? Now I have? Which means that he relied on the testimony of who God is. He never experienced God. I call him an East Corinth Christian. I'm trying to build a picture of Job. The man was relying on the testimony of others. He heard what others said about God. He has not seen God. And God knew that from heaven and God would have thought to himself you know what I am tired of Christian Job who has heard of me but has not seen me it's time that I reveal myself to Job Satan <laughs> so it's got nothing to do with Satan it's got everything to do with moving an ignorant Christian into the knowledge of Yahweh. And Satan is just an object in the process. Under God's authority. The man exited the, the day to the point where God said, Bildad, Zoa, and Zopha, and Elipas, you take your offering to Job. He will pray for you. Only then will I listen to you. Meaning Elipas, Bildad, and Zopha, Zintozabo was locked up because of what they said. Because he says to them, you did not speak well of me. But they spoke. 30 chapters of speaking. But in God's analysis, they did not speak well of God. Watch what you say about God. Sometimes it's best to say nothing. Than to find yourself in the footsteps where God will say, you know, you've left 60 years. But you have not spoken well of me. What am I saying? I'm trying to use Job to show you the rocky soil. And how God used the elements to come.
cultivate Job's heart. He used the sun. The lightning struck. How no tswako limpopo. Hone gotlogo tetladi motwana. Don't worry. Don't take it too personal. I'm I'm painting a picture, a real picture in your mind. Right? Where we ascribe deity away from God to things. And we think things are operating in the universe on their own volition. They don't. I belong to Christ. If Christ is to decide to take my life and put it into the hands of my oppressors, it's his decision. There's nothing to bind. The least I can do is to adopt Micah's posture that says, Lord, I find myself in darkness, but I will wait until you plead your case. With who? With yourself. Because God accounts to no one. If he is to speak for me, he must speak to himself. So cultivate the rock. Remove it. For this is what my trial and my tribulation shows me. There are areas in my life that are not deeply rooted. There are areas in my life where there's rock causing lack of soil and there is a problem with moisture. It's not the seed problem. It's the condition of my heart. Sort me out, O God. Thorn soil. Note what he says. He says the thorny soil is the deceitfulness of wealth. And the worries of life. And they choke the word. The plant. But I want you to see. You see, we don't think of it this way. A thorn has a seed. A thorn tree has a? Which means that a thorn seed was planted in your heart. At one stage or another, someone planted a thorn seed in my heart and your heart. They don't realize or they are planting a thorn in your heart. They are planting a worry of life. Now you start to love her 32, 33. I trust in the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. 34, hey man, why is he gay? Mudim. 36, 37, why is he gay? Now there's competition. Between the thorn that is growing, worry of life, 
and the word that says hold on how does it choke let me quickly explain the principle of choking you see when you have a patch of soil and you plant weeds and you plant a plant a productive plant <laughs> productive is yeah no if you plant maize and weeds right in the same soil the chances are the weeds are going to outgrow the the maize are you with me now when jesus says they are choking he does not mean the physical the thorn wrapping around the plant that's not what he means what he means is that the thorn and the maize are fighting for the same resources from the same soil and because the maize the the weed is drawing more vitamins and nutrients from the soil it chokes the maize so your maize remains stunted and your weed grows quick now he says it has been choked so what am i saying the worries of life are competing with god's word in your heart you want to go left the worry of life say go right the two are competing for the same human resource and as a result because you are on earthy where you pay rent by randa not by ditemi <laughs> i hope you getting me yeah sense sense ekuruleni irumetsi disconnection note worry of life ki ekuruleni The word Apostle Ruth answer trust in the Lord <laughs> They are fighting for the same human resource So what happens you take from the kitty for the trust in the Lord and I redirect the money to ekurulene so your lights are on but the plant has been choked <laughs> the amazing thing is somewhere in Matthew 5 he's already told you get rid of the worries of life He said he calls them paganism. And he mentions them by that word. He says pagans run after these things. What you wear, where you sleep, what you eat, and the worries of money, wealth. And he says pagans run after. And then he says, don't worry about these things. Because you can't even decide on one single hair i mean you've been attending men's clinic 
to try and reduce loss of hair, but it is still getting lost. <laughs> Meaning, you've tried scientific interventions and the hair is still getting lost, which means you have absolutely no control over certain things. Don't worry about them. Are you with me? <laughs> it means that what he's saying in the parable, the thorny heart has not yet put to practice my word in Matthew 5. The reason why you're struggling with thorns is because I already taught you how to deal with thorny issues, but you've not applied it yet. You can bind thorns for all you care. They are not bindable. You must pluck them out. You must deal with them. You must apply some spiritual roundup. You know roundup? Roundup is a chemical that kills weeds. You need wheat killer in the heart. Otoka mona wamudi. Jesus says, There's a faithful and a wise servant who I have put in charge of my servants to give them their food at the proper time. It means you are not capable of getting your own food. Oh, Eric Ibeso. Le hao khona go thola dijotsa hao. Ke krek. You know the cracker biscuit? Even if you are capable of getting your own food, because the problem with the church now is that you think you don't need shepherds. Jesus says, I place them to be faithful and wise. To give you your food at the proper time. Which means they play a role in feeding you at the proper time. But they are also warned by Jesus when he says, let them not beat up men and women. So there's a joint responsibility between the sheep and the shepherd. What am I getting at? I'm coming to the point that you need a shepherd to apply with killer. Don't ever think you can do without them. You think you can do without them, you will eat your spiritual crackers for the rest of your life. Not long you will be so thin spiritually because you thought you could do without them. They are there to give you food at the proper time. I'm not going to talk about the good side. But I'll close by saying every husband and wife has the responsibility to have their own hearts cultivated. Yeah. 
Sometimes Elias is preoccupied in cultivating Francina's heart. She is preoccupied with cultivating. That's not the assignment. The assignment is Lord cultivate my. Number one, number two, what does it have to do with marriage? We expect good fruit. We expect an abundance of harvest. <laughs> Hello? We expect Yeah, we expect the results of the good soil. But we don't analyze the type of soils that we are. So sometimes our expectations from our partners are not spiritually realistic. You expect your wife to bear a multitude. She expects you to bear a for the sake of the marriage. But you are in thorny soil mode. Who expect a monogamy? I said the miracle mono preoccupied. Kadi warita lefats. Which means that he is not meeting your expectation in as far as the harvest is concerned. So instead of bettering each other in good soil results expectations, rather take a step back and invest in evaluating and discerning the type of soils you are operating in. Because you will only bear a good harvest if you move out of rocky soil conditions into good soil. And that takes cultivation. It will take a man and a woman who will say, you know, uh, like we did, she was going to present it. Francine. Corey, no, you see, I think we, we have an issue here in hard soil, in rocky soil. And one of the issues we identified was the fact that, you know, we, we are, we are, she's in her late 40s, I'm in my early 50s. We are no longer 20, 21 and, and 18 when we met. So you can't be expecting. You lost 21 years. Lily 52. So you expect the harvest of 21 years. But you have moved to being a mature soil. Adapt. Reset your priorities. So that they can be aligned with the expected harvest. Father, it's been a great honor, a pleasure and a joy to find oneself in the company of the righteous. We don't take for granted anything that has happened here today. And all I can ask for at this very moment 
is that cultivate our hearts. Cultivate it, O oh God. And help us as husbands and wives to be intentional about our marriages. Let's, let's not just float through our marriages, but let's be intentional. Help us to hold those difficult, unsavory, yet beneficial discussions where we talk about the conditions of our soils. And we, we do it, oh God, not to belittle the other, but we do it because we have a common goal to become good soil. Where this marriage will produce a harvest, a hundredfold, two hundredfold, five hundredfold, a thousandfold. Where when the sun rises in our marriage, we will consider it pure joy. Because we understand that the sun is risen because of your word. It has come to test the shallowness of our marriage. It has come to test whether we are deeply rooted in marriage. We therefore pray that when the sun rises, give us the opportunity, O oh God, and change our minds to look at it differently. Help us to be able to say, hey wife and hi husband, you know I think every time the sun rises like this, we wither. Don't you think it's about time that we seek the Lord's face? Because clearly, there's a lack of a good root system. Lord, cultivate us and remove the rock. For we aspire as husbands and wives to be good soil. Give us that grace at this time, O oh God. Help us to see which worries of life we are still holding on to. Yes, Lord, we live on earth, but your word says we no longer belong to the world. We are children and citizens of heaven. Our whole perspective and approach to life has to change. You want us to overcome paganistic ways, which focuses on those things which are by sight. And you want us to focus on those things which are by faith. Help us in this journey. Remove and uproot every thorn and thistle. The deceitfulness of wealth. The worries of life. The pleasures of this life. Every evil desire that is still lingering within us. Uproot it, O oh God. Because we don't want these things to compete with your word in our hearts. May the Lord's word hey, freely inhabit our hearts. Eating of every nutrient that is within us. Your word and your word alone is the desire of our hearts. And allow me Lord to conclude my prayer by saying may the banner of Christ be the only banner lifted up on the mountain of my heart.
and the hearts of everyone who is here. Lord, in mountaineering, men and women climb up a mountain and to show their feet, they set up a flag of their country. So much so when you go to Mount Everest or Mount Kilimanjaro and you go to one of the peaks, there's thousands of flags that mountaineers ascended and put there as reminders that we were there. Lord, what I'm saying is that perhaps our hearts are full of flags. An indication that we ascended our own mountains and we, we, we wanted to show our conquests and we set up flags in our hearts. And these flags of pride these flags of worry and, and the attitude of self-importance. These flags, oh God, you know them. Of our, of our human achievements. Have been standing there. And yet we have said, the Lord is my banner. We are asking you this afternoon. In fact, Lord, we comment our hearts and we say, let every flag we ever set up be brought down and let the banner of truth who is Christ remain as the solo flag, the true flag of eternal conquest in our hearts. In the mighty name of Christ the Messiah. Amen.